coaches. Before we get into the episode today, I had to jump in here and tell you about this amazing event that is coming up that is right up your alley, especially if you're listening in to these first three episodes of Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast, you're concerned about your own self-care and your mental health and, and you deserve this sense of renewal and, and feeling good about the work that you're doing and loving the life that you're living right now. And we're probably not all feeling that way. This has been a really hard year. Uh, harder than most. (laughs) And so I think it is good to think about taking some time for yourself. And that's why I want to share this amazing event with you that's coming up this March. This is March 19th through the 21st, 2021. It's the first ever three-day live virtual retreat for instructional coaches. The Simply Coaching Retreat is helping you renew, refresh, and revive your life, yourself, your approach to your work and everything. It's this three-day wellness retreat. And I am super excited about it. And I am not a wellness retreat person, okay? (laughs) But I just looked at the lineup and I just think this is gonna be amazing. On Friday evening, there's a PJs and painting virtual party just to relax and have fun and do something creative and crafty at home. On Saturday, oh yeah, it's all virtual guys, so you don't have to go anywhere. PJs, you can do PJs all three days if you want. On Saturday, we're going to focus on refreshing you you and, and your outlook on your work, but we're not gonna get into a lot of work on Saturday because it's all about your mindset. So we're gonna talk about your mindset and coaching work. There's a keynote by Kim Strobel, the happiness coach, and I've just started listening into her podcast and it's really informative and helpful and thinking about how we want to approach our lives. There is a session about mindset and coaching, mental health and coaching, mindfulness and coaching. There's a keynote by Amber Harper, the burned in teacher and a closeout by Nicole. There's also, there are going to be these simply coached communities. They're going to be basically like a round table event where I am leading a session and other coaches are also leading sessions where you can break out into groups that match the work that you do and just talk and and share and think and reflect with each other. So I'm really excited about that part of the day. On Sunday, it's all about reviving your coaching approach, okay? So there are four different sessions on Sunday. It's a half, it's like a, it's like a 10.30 to three day. It's not like a really stressful day. You don't have to get up early even. <laughs> and those sessions are gonna be about different things, about relationships and about figuring out what you're gonna do for the rest of the year. But by Sunday, you'll have this refreshed approach to the work that you're doing. So I want you to check out the Simply Coaching Retreat. It's the first of its kind, and I hope it's not the last because it's going to be amazing. You can grab your spot by clicking the link in the show notes where it says Simply Coaching Retreat. Um, I'm putting that in the show notes on whatever media player you're using, whatever podcast player, and I'm also putting it in the show notes on the blog. So you go to the link for this, this episode and you can get the link to join the Simply Coaching Retreat that's happening again, March 19th through 21st. If you register in February, you get an early bird rate, but please, even if you're hearing this in March, don't miss out because I think it's going to change your coaching work for the rest of, maybe not even just the rest of this year, maybe the rest of your coaching life. So join us and hope to see you there. You're listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast, where we believe that every teacher deserves a coach, and every coach does too. I'm Chrissy Beltran, an instructional coach, resource creator, and coffee enthusiast, and I'm your host. Stay tuned for practical tips and honest coaching talk that will help you coach with confidence.
coaches. Welcome to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast. You are listening to episode 47. And in this episode, we are going to talk about a really important topic with a really wonderful friend of mine. We're going to chat today about mindfulness and how we can use that to support our work as instructional coaches and people who work in really service work and we're just giving, giving, giving. So I'm about to bring on my wonderful friend, Celeste Navarez. Celeste is um, an old family friend. She is from my husband. Uh, was friends with her first, and I have adopted her. <laughs> so I'm really excited to welcome Celeste to the podcast today. So thank you so much for being here, Celeste. Um, we're excited to have you on the podcast today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. So can you introduce yourself to our listeners, like a little bit about who you are and how you ended up here and what kind of work you focus on? Yeah, I'll give you the cliff note version of that. So okay. my name is Celeste Nevadez. I'm a licensed professional counselor supervisor, which is a bunch of fancy letters for a therapist. <laughs> um, I've been doing this for about 10 years now and I'm born and raised in El Paso, but have done some work in Lubbock and in Phoenix, Arizona and Mexico as well. Um, I've worked in inpatient, outpatient, nonprofit, for-profit, different types of mental health settings. Mm -hmm. um, and I now serve as the chief of clinical services within the local mental health authority here in El Paso County. Yes, you are very fancy. I, you know, I try <laughs> to be sometimes, but I just, I'm thankful to be here. I, I specialize in working with adolescents and mm -hmm. it, with trauma and empowering women. And you are all of those things wrapped up into one and then some, so... <laughs> This is good. Yeah. Yes. This, is a good platform. this audience represents all different pieces of that for sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So let's talk about mental health because right now everyone feels awful. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Yeah. So we've been underwater for almost a year. This is coming out in February. And so it's, while there are some changes and things are, you know, there are some hope in, in certain areas, you know, it's, it's just been like this never ending struggle parade, <laughs> you know, it's just been yeah. a challenge and at the risk of sounding, you know, super negative, everything feels hopeless and <laughs> awful yeah. and terrible. Yeah. And so how has that affected people's mental health in general? So I was preparing for this, um, over the week, I like to do things in baby chunks. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was thinking about when was the last time I actually like saw you, I know we've done some drive by things right. and that kind of thing, but the last time I saw you this is coming out in February and I saw you Galentine's day. In oh gosh, that's right. And that was the last time that, that we gathered at, at least mm -hmm. in my book, mm -hmm. you know, and I had a bunch of, of ladies over and we had a good old time. It was fun. And to think that we're coming up again on that makes my stomach hurt. Yeah, that's crazy. That's, that was one of the last gatherings I had with anybody as well. Um, I mean, that because it was, yeah, mid-February. So right. about a month later, we were right. all locked up in If I homes. had known, I would have condensed some things in there. I would have had like 20 <laughs> parties in one week. But right. thinking about that, it's been a, a year since we've been able to do anything like that. I know that we've adapted, we've shifted, and, mm -hmm. and people have done some really amazing creative things. Mm -hmm. Um but a year of this is wearing on us and the effect it has on our mental health um, is profound. And, and we can get into like some basic biology here. You know, we are designed to survive in groups, in mm -hmm. communities. Mm -hmm. You know, if I got isolated from my, if my pack or my tribe, I'm dying, right? Mm -hmm. 
And so it's in our basic biology to, to feel that way. In order to survive, we need to stick together. So the fact that we've been isolated, or maybe not isolated, but we've been not been able to get with our pack or our tribe mm -hmm. in the way that we normally do mm -hmm. right, for an entire year is going to wreak havoc on our emotional health because biology is designed to, to stay together, to survive in, in community and, and with multiple people. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think just saying that helps normalize some of this in the sense that it's not you, you are not a terrible person. You are not an awful human being because you're struggling by design. We are all struggling, you know, it's in our, it's in our makeup. Um, I think the other thing, you know, I, I read a bunch of stuff. I've been reading way too much or, or maybe probably the right amount now that I have more of the time, but when we handle crisis, when, we, when we're faced with adversity, we have this rush of adrenaline that gets us through that. Mm -hmm. And think about, I mean, you're a mom. So think about if, if baby Annie you know, fell or something happened, like you're super mom and your adrenaline goes up and you respond and you react. Mm -hmm. right? That adrenaline is not designed to be long lasting though. <laughs> so you're saying a year of adrenaline is a bad thing? Yeah. <laughs> nervous system is like, please, God, send help. Please stop. Please stop doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, like moms do all these really great things. They lift cars off of their children. <laughs> right. and all this stuff. short term for a year, right? The woman would collapse. <laughs> yes. So just thinking about that, like this is not sustainable mm -hmm. in that sense. And so, um, that's gonna, that's gonna affect us. It's mm -hmm. gonna wreak havoc on our emotional health. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, that just, it's yeah the duration of this at first we were like oh we can we can make it we'll be okay we'll figure this out and mm -hmm. we'll try new things and we'll learn how to bake bread and we did yeah. all this stuff and then after a while it's just like you're slogging through this mire of just constant uh, it's just rough <laughs> so, it is well it, it is and be. it's funny I've, I've worked with disasters before in mm -hmm. my career mm -hmm. and the research is all about post-disaster Mm -hmm. But we can't get to the post. <laughs> we have not gotten to post yet. Yeah. Yes. So we, we can't begin to rebuild. We can't begin to, mm -hmm. to heal. And I right. use this example a lot because, you know, if you're listening and you're from El Paso or if you've heard about us, mm -hmm. you know, the August 3rd tragedy, the shooting here, like that same day we started responding. That same right. day we started healing. The next day we had lines around the corner for mm -hmm. the blood donation lines. Mm -hmm. We immediately got to the healing mode and that's how we were able to recover from that incident. Right. With this, we're still actively in it. Yeah. And so it's like, when are we going to start to heal? Mm -hmm. And it's just exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I've noticed myself. Um, one thing that I never really, I mean, I, I, sleeping has never been a problem. I'm knock out. I, I lay down, I fall asleep. Um, Fernie, my husband looks at me and he's like, what is, how, how are you doing that? You know, <laughs> but I just don't have a problem. I'm, I guess I'm always tired. I don't know. I lay down, I fall asleep, but yeah. lately I lay down and I realize that the neck muscle, the muscles in my neck and in my shoulders and like the back of my head are all so tensed up. And I have not noticed this all day. So then I'm like, okay, got to relax the muscles. Got to calm down. So I lay down there on my bed and I try to relax my muscles. And then as I'm drifting off to sleep, I realize again, I'm doing it again. Mm -hmm. And it's just this constant anxiety and stress response that that's what I'm doing. I'm yeah. apparently all day, I'm just all bunched up. And then I don't notice it until I have some time to rest. And then I can't rest very well because I'm all bunched up. So you ready for this? 
<laughs> so when we handle stress, when we're in adverse situations, when we have a really big project to do, mm -hmm. our bodies are designed to keep that adrenaline again going. Like you, if I gave you some just ridiculous project and I told you it, it meant the world to me, I need you to plan my wedding. Let's give you that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. I'll do but it. You would, just kidding. I know, but you would do it, but you I would, would you power through it. And then the day after the wedding, mm -hmm. you would get it. You'd get sick. You'd uh -huh. fall ill. Mm -hmm. And, and you would have all sorts of ailments that really were happening all along. Right. That but makes you sense. Or those, mm -hmm signals. You know, when we get sick, I'm not going to get too, too far into this because I'm not a doctor, but <laughs> when we get sick outside of COVID, outside of the flu, those kinds of things. Mm -hmm. But when we get sick, most of the time, it's our body telling us, you didn't take care of me. Mm -hmm. You didn't give me time to rest or recharge. You ignored the backache. You ignored right. the tummy, ache, you ignored the tense muscles. And now we've got a full blown, you know, sinus infection or whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. And it's true. It's because we, so we've had nine, 10, a year, months, right. Mm -hmm. Of this. And we've ignored all of the warning signs along the way. And now we're at a year and our bodies are like, stop doing this. Mm -hmm. You know, we are exhausted. Right. So if you haven't gotten sick in this year from COVID, you know, thank God. Um, but if you haven't gotten sick with anything else either, good job, you must be taking care of your body. But if you have, it's probably because we haven't paid attention mm -hmm. to the needs of our, of our basic needs, sleep, food, water, exercise, mm -hmm. you know, vitamin D from the sun. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that's a really good point. And I think, I mean, I know I've seen that first. Fernie is very um, susceptible to that. He used to do uh, huge projects at work, especially around this time of year. And he would go, go, go every day, all day. And then he would be sick all over the Christmas holiday. And it was a terrible. Oh yeah. Me too. Yeah, mm -hmm. for sure. Mm -hmm. It's terrible. It's terrible for us and it's terrible for our bodies. Yeah. So I know this is probably, I mean, related to that. I have found a lot of difficulty lately in focusing and in avoiding distractions. And that's not something I usually have trouble with. Um, I'm pretty good about just getting through projects from start to finish. I like to batch things. I like to knock things off my list and that's what makes me feel really good. <laughs> so mm -hmm. lately I think, I mean, distractions are obviously pulling me from things that I'm not excited to think about, you know, so I, I'm, I'm letting that happen. I feel like, I feel like I'm allowing myself to distract myself. Um, and I've never really been a person who was on my phone a lot, but now I feel like that's happening a lot more. If I have a second to sit, I just pick it up without even thinking mm -hmm. twice. And that was never who I was. So yeah. what is happening in my brain right now? <laughs> so yeah, a lot of things, your brain has no like natural distractions. Normally in a day, the doorbell would ring, you know, your mom would come by and visit and you'd be like, oh, I'm gonna stop whatever I'm doing. I'm gonna pause for an hour or two and just kind of mm -hmm. chit chat, do whatever. Or you're in the middle of a project or you're doing something and oh, we got a birthday party we gotta go to. Mm -hmm. And that would be a distraction from whatever work you were tasked with or mm -hmm. major project you're working on. We don't have those natural breaks. Mm -hmm. And it's so strange. I've done even some research on this because I was having these really crazy lucid dreams. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know crazy is bad word. I apologize. I'm sorry. I was having these very intense lucid dreams and I was like, what is happening with me? And I did some research and part of it was because I was using my commute to work to and from, and I only have a 12 minute commute. It's not, mm -hmm. long. but that would be my rev up for the day. Mm -hmm. And then my shutdown for the day. And now that I go from bed oh, to yeah. the bedroom, 
my commute is 30 seconds if I'm walking slow, mm -hmm. right? So those natural distractions or those natural breaks in the day, because right now you're having to structure those breaks. You're having to say, okay, at 10 o'clock, I'm going to go for a walk with my daughter, mm -hmm. right? Or at two o'clock, I'm going to do this. Like mm -hmm. you're so structured, which is great. We love structure. This is awesome. But those natural sort of breaks or distractions don't exist. Mm -hmm. And so even our brains are like, hey, give me dude, something. Give me some breaks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> give me, let me take a load off. You've been tasking me with the same thing for so long. Mm -hmm. and I'm, 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 I'm antsy. I need something else. I need something to look at, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so it's interesting, you know, think about those. I mean, you can think in your mind or quietly in your heart, but those natural distractions that would normally take up your day, even if they were annoying, you know, I think about my office and I always leave my door open for better, for worse. People always come into my door and they're like, Hey, Celeste, blah, 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 blah. And then they distract me. And there were days where I was like, God, I just need to sit down. I just need to finish this. Mm -hmm. But even that distraction gave my brain a break from that and even work through some of that subconsciously. So when I could come back to it, I was looking at it fresh. Mm -hmm. I was looking at it with a new perspective. You know, I had to start all over again. And some of that restart tells our brain to say, look at this from a different angle. Mm -hmm. You know, come at this from a different perspective. And so those natural distractions aren't, aren't there. Mm -hmm. So we're, then is that... So people can, is that something that people can think about? Okay. Like they have those little apps where you work for 20 minutes and then set a, you know, five minute time, a timer for five minutes where you have a break. And is that something that we should be doing? Yeah. I don't, I'm going to say this wrong. I think it's the Pomodoro. It's the Italian word for tomato, but so you remember those kitchen timers that are tomatoes? Oh yeah. Uh -huh. Okay. That's actually a thing. So the, the structure of it is it's 20 minutes on five minute break. Okay. You can set, you can set your timer. Um, based on your needs and your attention span, because mm -hmm. everybody's is different. But those kitchen timers are actually tomatoes from that actual um, school of thought. Oh. I know. Just, I didn't know that. <laughs> I love these little nugget facts. Mm -hmm. Anybody who has already heard this story is like, oh God, the tomato story. But, <laughs> but yeah, so that's why they have those kitchen timers. And, and um, so if we can set those shorter timers for mm -hmm. ourselves, I know they have really cool apps now on your phone too, to be able to do that. And they have the is it Pomodoro? Pomodoro? I'm not Italian. I'm going to botch that. I <laughs> but um, if you can find that and set those little breaks, you'll mm -hmm. actually be more successful at the project and taking those intermittent breaks rather mm -hmm. than like, I'm going to set aside three hours. Right. Power through it. Like mm -hmm. our brains aren't designed, our attention spans aren't designed mm -hmm. to be that long. Right. I like that. Um, that strategy is going to be, I think, really helpful to people because I mean, that's something you can do at any point, but especially right now, like you're saying, you're at home, there's mm -hmm. not the break. You don't, you can't get up and go, I mean, you can get up and go make a cup of coffee, but you're not going to see anybody on the way that you didn't right. already know was there. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, um, <laughs> you know, you're not going to, um, I'm just going to pop into so-and-so's office and see how this project is going. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to pop into this classroom and check on, you know, see how things are going where there's there, none of that is happening. And so it can be exhausting. It's the same stuff, the same people all day long. And that, that wears you out. Yeah. I think about, I keep seeing this meme and I feel like people keep sending it to me where they're like watches cast away, you know, however many years ago, they're like, Psh, oh, friends for volleyball, you know, and now you're like, what's up Roomba. And 
I've done that where I'm left alone for too long and I'm like, mm -hmm. the printer likes to print. He's so cute and fast, you know, and I'm like giving characters to things. And I'm like, oh, what's up, Christmas tree? You weren't here before. Let's arrange you. You know what I mean? Do you, like, you find yourself doing that, first of all, you're not alone. But it's because we would normally interact with other people. Even at right. the grocery store, you would see people, you know, like all these right. things that, that we're not doing the same way we normally would. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with this man. <laughs> it, is, it really is. So what are some of the other signs of anxiety or just like a, a really common response that people are having right now? So the other thing that I'm seeing a lot of um, in my professional life is this, what I'm calling should be busy. So I've got some folks that are like, oh man, you know, especially with you know, the holidays just passed and now we're looking into spring. So I should be doing all my spring cleaning. Like I should reorganize my entire house. And it's mm -hmm. like, so then there's this anxiety if you're holding still, like even to be still, if I'm not running a hundred miles a minute and driving myself bananas and I'm actually sitting on my couch, well, I should be doing this. I should be doing that. So the sort of restlessness mm -hmm. that, that builds up, I'm not saying you should live on your couch, but <laughs> Um, if you find yourself having a hard time even being still or giving into um, just letting your body rest and recover and feeling anxious while you're doing it. So going back to, sorry, what you said about your phone, mm -hmm. right? Like just being still. Mm -hmm. I've seen that a lot where people are like, I'm on my phone and you know, you get those alerts on iPhone, like you've been on your phone 20 hours this yeah. week, an average of, <laughs> right? Oh, like, I like, I hope a lot of that was an audiobook. is what I always say. Yes. Yeah, me too. Or all the podcasts that I've been listening to. Yes. Lately. <laughs> when the fact of the matter is it's not, we're all sitting and instead of being able to just be still and, mm -hmm. and feel like that is an acceptable activity, mm -hmm. we feel like we need to be doing something. Yes. And Getting input that. into your brain is the yes. way I always feel like, I feel like I like, I, I'm like, I need to know more things. So I feel like I'm that's anxiety. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. Not. I, I mean, it, it is. Yeah. I, I mean, I can see that. I think I've always had what people would consider, or I, I don't know if it's accurately termed this, but like high functioning anxiety, because it just mm -hmm. results in me getting a lot of stuff done. And people oh, are yeah. like, wow, how do you get so much stuff done? And now I'm like, oh, now I know why. It's because I'm really anxious if I don't get things done. So yeah. it makes me feel good to get things done. Right. Oh, no, no, no. That's a whole nother podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. I could. I'm sure. I could thing on that. Yeah. And if, because if I do all the things and nothing can fall through the cracks and then I'll right. be perfectly fine. But the mm -hmm. truth of the matter is even when you check every single thing off of your to-do list, mm -hmm. do you sit back and go, I did it all. Now I can relax. No, do, you find actually. new things. Oh, good for you. Oh, well, okay. I do for a short amount of time. Yeah. Like 10 minutes. I, it, it varies, but <laughs> it could be 10 minutes. <laughs> but for the most part, super high functioning anxiety folks are like, mm -hmm. this is nice. I'm going to make a new list. Uh, yeah. You I feel it. so good about all the stuff I just accomplished. I'm going to think of some other things to accomplish. <laughs> yes. yes. And especially those of you who are party planning people or, people, <laughs> you know, we haven't been able to do that an entire year. Like, right. Yes. Oh, I've had to make my own projects and I have made a lot of them. But it also is like, I need something to do, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, or, or I need something to look forward to. Yes. That's a big one. That's a really big one. Yes. Major. So you kind of mentioned this idea of being still and, you know, and just being able to rest, which is 
not an easy thing to do for a lot of people. I feel like, especially people who are in these industries where we serve people, um, that that's really hard to do. So what we want to talk about is what we can do to help us feel better and less anxious. Um, And so keeping it in in that same vein, I know that one important focus of mental health work is mindfulness. That's something that's been, you know, you read about it everywhere. It's popping up everywhere. Can you define mindfulness for us? Mindfulness is doing what doing things with intention. I know that there are some much more profound, elaborate research-based definitions, but I really like the the notion of doing things with intention. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, when we operate, um, we do things even without thinking. And some of that is good, right? We should operate a car without having to think, think step by mm-hmm. step through the process. But um, I think we we lose sight of some of that when we're doing things like cooking a meal or when we're spending time with our families or we are engaging in a conversation. Like, am I all in? Am I mindfully participating? Am I aware of the way that I'm sitting, the way you're sitting, your body language, those cues, that kind of thing. Um, And even the way, this is going to sound weird, but even the way that we create, you know, whatever it is that you're working on, are you doing it with purpose, with intention? And I don't mean the intention of perfection. Like I need to do this because it needs to be perfect, or I need to do this by this deadline because it has to be done that way. But are you taking the time to think things out, to move at a speed that gets the product completed or out, um, but thoughtfully, you know, mm-hmm. intentionally. Um, and some things more than others. There are some times where we can't do things mindfully. We just gotta, we have to respond. Mm-hmm. But the practice of mindfulness, um, especially if you're new at it, um, I would say takes a lot of a lot of effort and a lot of practice. The one thing I will encourage people if you're new to mindfulness is eat a mindful meal. You know, most of us, that's the easiest thing we do mindless lists. Mm-hmm. We inhale whatever is in front of us, especially if we've waited to the point that we're starving or we're just like, I don't care what it is, just put it in my body. Mm-hmm. Or if you only you know, have 30 minutes to eat lunch because yes. you're a teacher and then you have to walk your kids to lunch and then you go heat up your lunch, which takes several minutes. And by the time you sit down, you have like 17 minutes left until you have to go get your kids from recess. Oh, I know. <laughs> I'm not going to even get on a soapbox. <laughs> I'm not on how unhealthy underappreciated that is. <laughs> and yeah. undervalued and, and how unhealthy that is. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But even though, okay. So let's say you've got 15 minutes, really. Mm-hmm. Like what can you do within 15 minutes and actually enjoy and savor that food and, mm-hmm. you know, taste the carrots or taste even the Coke, whatever, you know, the Sprite. <laughs> like, Splurgic. Yeah. 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 Like actually, enjoy that um mm-hmm. when i was in graduate school to teach us mindfulness that's how we did it we had a mindful meal all together and my skin was crawling because i was just like just let me eat i'm a very fast eater mm-hmm. um i have been my whole life even even if i'm not rushed for time it's terrible um, <laughs> as i've gotten older i've now found a lot of joy in in both cooking and just going out to eat and being waited on and all that stuff mm-hmm. i miss that but eating a meal mindfully and like just really enjoying it. Like, do you even pick up all the different flavors that you have in, in your McChicken nuggets? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you don't want to pick up all the different flavors (laughs) of the chicken. (laughs) Maybe it was a bad one. I just meant it doesn't have to be like fine dining. (laughs) It doesn't have to be fancy for you to be enjoying it and mindful and aware. Yeah. Yeah. But now, man, I'm going to eat my McDonald's very differently next time. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, but just with intention of, of this food, the purpose of it beyond just fixing my hanger is to mm -hmm. fuel my body to do more things, mm -hmm. right? And I need to eat in order to keep going. So let me just take 15 minutes to really not be on my phone and scroll things, not entertain this person and their story, but just eat with intention and purpose. Mm -hmm. And man, that's hard. Start there. Mm -hmm. Interesting. So, and I, I remember my, my sister-in-law was working on her um, graduate degree as well um, in counseling. And that was one of the things that she had to do as well was, was record like notes after she had a mindful meal was record her thinking about it. Um, oh, really? Man, yeah. just, maybe graduate schools are like just picking up. It was horrible, <laughs> but it was great because it was great practice. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's an easy place to start. I think meditation is, is I know very tough for, for folks mm -hmm. being able to hold still. So even starting with like a guided meditation, don't start mm -hmm. with a three hour one. Don't start with a one hour one. Right. Five, five minute guided meditation. Mm -hmm. Start there. Yeah. There's, there's, what is the app called? I've used it before. There are some free, there's some free pieces and then there's some stuff you could pay for, but um, there's, so many there's so many and I, I actually liked it. And it was, I mean, the meditations are like three minutes long, you know, Yeah. and it's great. Yeah. And it just helps you fall asleep whenever you're really anxious. <laughs> oh, I love guided meditation for sleep. I use those pretty regularly now. Mm -hmm. And I was trying to do them every morning and then making my bed with intention but people kept calling me in the morning to talk about things and it threw uh, me out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But nighttime is probably better. <laughs> yeah. So what are some habits you mentioned mindful eating? What are some other habits we should build in to help us make mindfulness a focus? Teaching your family how to do it. Mm -hmm. And you're going to, that's, that's going to be really tough because I'll, you know, it's one of the things if I go in my room and hide away for an hour and I'm going to go meditate, mm -hmm. it's great. But if everybody else in the living room is hanging out and having a good old time and they're making noise and distracting me and they're not in that same headspace, that can be really difficult sometimes because I just came out of this hour long meditation. I'm feeling very Zen and very centered and now mm -hmm. you're not. So really spreading that within your home, especially since we have a lot of time at home right now, right. <laughs> um, is to teach that first of all, so that you can feel supported and then you develop some language within your day to day you know, even if it's not your home, but your close friends then. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's one thing. So taking time for yourself unapologetically. <laughs> I, I love the word self-care. It's great. It's so buzzworthy right now. And I think, you know, you know, media and advertising have gotten a hold of it. I just was looking at, um, I won't say what store and they were like self-care as like a, a topic product line like, or like, yes. <laughs> yeah. A product line. And I was like, you can buy self-care now. I was like, you can buy this now. So I'm going through it. I'm like, oh, and I'm like shaking. I'm so mad because I'm like, no, 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 no. Like face masks and nail polish are not self-care. I mean, for some people they are. Right. For, but you can't. For everybody, they are not. Mm -hmm. So I won't get on a whole thing. <laughs> but like unapologetic self-care might mean I'm going to go for a drive. I'm going to jam out to whatever song I want or a couple songs I want to. I'll see mm -hmm. you when I get back. Right. Or self-care might mean I'm going to say no to something. Right. Yeah. I had somebody call me, you know, even last night and they were like, Hey, I've got some, some bad news I need to talk to you about. And I was like, I can't write. Like yesterday was such a day. I just yeah. didn't have the bandwidth for it. And so my self-care and I had a beautiful like cheeseburger right in front of me. <laughs> I just taken the time to order it, go pick it up and get it. And I was like, 
it was a gourmet cheeseburger. It wasn't McDonald's, but anyway, so I'm looking at it. This is my time. I'm watching my favorite show. And I uh-huh. just said, I'll call you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know, not powering through it to be like, I need to be everything for everybody. Even as a right. mental health professional, I love this. I love that people call me and text me and they're like, Hey, can you make a recommendation? Can you give me some resources? Mm-hmm. There are times where I am not Celeste's therapist. Right. I am Celeste the trash TV cheeseburger eating, you mm-hmm. know, couch surfer. Mm-hmm. What were and you that's watching? okay. I don't want to admit on this podcast. <laughs> that's why I asked. Cause I knew. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like them to also think that I'm very intellectual and, red and you know, some very, somebody very well studied and that doesn't watch Real Housewives at all. <laughs> you know what? I can guarantee a lot of the people listening watch Real Housewives. So I think you'll be, <laughs> you're in good company. <laughs> They're terrible. They're just awful, but I just love it. It's so mindless. Like so much of, again, going back to like so much of my day has intention and purpose and value. And that's yes, yeah. great. But there are times when I'm like, I want to watch a bunch of rich people showing off their houses and just <laughs> write about yeah, fight about chopsticks. I'm like, wow, that's great. Yeah, that's why I read like I listen to audiobooks. I go back and forth between stuff that's like going to improve myself. Yeah. And then things that are just I mean, I can't listen to stuff that's super cheesy. I just don't have it in me and I don't like it. But I do read um like, you know, there's a whole crop of new suspense thrillers. And they're a little bit cheesy, but not too bad. Like I can I can stomach it. So I'll yeah. go back and forth between like reading about really heavy topics and then reading those. And that just I need help with that brain off. All of my like audible books right now are like about racial inequality. And that's what justice. all of my, that's why I have to every now and then I give myself, I a need that book. though. Yeah, I need I that. I, I, I need that. So, so, mm-hmm. and, and being unapologetic about that, you know, your suspense mm-hmm. thriller, romance novels, whatever it is that you indulge in that's legal and safe and healthy. <laughs> right. You know, like we shouldn't have to be sorry for it. And I didn't have to pick up the phone. It just, it'll be waiting for me tomorrow. I'm going to mm-hmm. call her after this. It'll yeah. Be fine. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think yeah, saying no is such a boundaries. Ugh. Boundaries and being able to say no is such a, just a great way to honor yourself and your own mental health. Mm-hmm. But, or not but, and, <laughs> and on top of that, it teaches other people around you they can do that too. Mm-hmm. Like if, if, if I, you know, Chrissy, if I call you and you're like, Hey, I don't have the bandwidth for this or, you know what? I'm not feeling great today. I'm not going to stomp around my house feeling <laughs> off mm-hmm. because I know, Oh man, she's, she's going to get back to me. And now that tells me next time she calls me, I have permission to do the same. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yes. I like that. Yeah. Setting boundaries. Cause something that, that I've talked about in the last couple of episodes, which have been about self-care and, and the, issue and I do have a similar issue with that that phrase because it's just so it is being used to sell people a lot of stuff right now um (laughs) it really is but that I you know it's it's a word a phrase that I have trouble using maybe because of like the like the general cheesiness of it yes um but it is so important and so this idea of embracing that you are deserving of that and you are allowed to and not only you allowed but you should have Mm -hmm. boundaries and you should be able to be honest with people. But I like the way this is not just a boundary of, Oh, I'm going to turn off my phone at this hour, or I'm not going to, um, I'm not going to accept one more committee, no matter who asks me to be on it or whatever. (laughs) Um, this is specifically with your friends saying, you know what, 
can we talk about this tomorrow? Cause I think I'll be in a much better place tomorrow. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unapolog- unapologetic. We'll call it instead of self care. We'll call it unapologetic self indulgence. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I have some friends who are really good about saying, is it okay if I just go on a whole rant right now? Or do you have mm-hmm. a minute where I can do this? That mm-hmm. I just, I just really want to complain about my husband right now. Or mm-hmm. I just really, can I tell you this horrible thing that happened oh. at work today? And they're really good about it. And I, I've always been impressed by, by that quality that okay. they have of asking. I'm going to shift my weight in my chair, which is always a sign that things are about to get serious. Oh so I love my mother. She will probably listen to this as she listens and watches everything I'm on. My mom and I have established some of these things because you are a mom and to a little one, but eventually she will be old. Mm-hmm. And all of you moms listening, moms are fixers. Like sometimes I'll call my oh, mom yeah. and I'm like, gosh, dang, I ran out of milk the other day for this recipe. And then she has got three gallons right. of whole milk at my door the next day. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I didn't need that. You know That's what I mean? Funny. We've gotten to this great place now where I'll start a conversation. I go, I'm going to complain about things. I just need you to listen. Or I'll say, I just need you to say that sucks at the end of it. Do not fix it. Do not try to fix it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just be very, very vocal about what you're needing at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, just need you to say, damn, that sucks. Right. <laughs> I'm and terrible okay. at that. I'm really bad at that. I am, I am like, well, do you have like a dry erase board on your fridge where you write down what you're about to run over and out of? <laughs> That's who I am as well. Yeah. And I've talked about that on this podcast before because as an instructional coach, when you are also a problem solver for yeah. everyone, that's not always the best way to be. Sometimes people need that and sometimes you need to just shut up. <laughs> as a therapist for 10 years <laughs> and somebody, and the oldest of four, mm-hmm. I am a very yes. fixer. Yes. And it's taken me a long time to get to this place where, you know, even my, my brothers and sisters who I'm obsessed with, mm-hmm. um, will text me something and I'll say, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And I think it, it was a weird shift. I think even some people were like, I'm asking you to fix it. Right. That's um, what you do. That's why I tell you things. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, she stopped fixing things. And she just says that sucks now. But it, it helped them and it helped me and it helped them ask what they need of me. And it helped me stop feeling like I needed to try to fix everything around me. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. That's a good, good piece of advice to not feel like you have to fix everything around you because it is, it is a constant challenge for those of us who are the oldest of four and in a service <laughs> an industry. Where this we is why you and I are friends. This is why you and I are friends. <laughs> so I have a, a big question. So how do you respond or how should we respond when we've been trying really hard and we've been focusing on being present and we're trying to reduce our anxiety and then we get thrown for a total loop because I mean, crazy things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we read an article about <laughs> something horrible that we wish, wish we didn't know, um, which limiting media intake, I, I am a huge fan of, by yes. the way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or like this, this one has thrown me for a loop a couple of times whenever we've been told we have to quarantine, whenever my husband had contact with someone who had COVID, mm-hmm. thank goodness they took precautions and, and thank goodness those precautions worked and we were okay. But, um, you know, that's just a really stressful time that you don't have any control over. Mm-hmm. So as far as the situation, so yeah. what can we, what do we do in those situations that are really high stress? So this is where we talk about our unapologetic self-care, no, 
self-indulgence. <laughs> um, because if we practice that on a regular basis, then this is preventative care, right? Mm-hmm. Antibiotics are in response to an infection. The same goes for our mental health. If we have a crisis, because guess what? We always will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Life is not linear. Life is not perfect. And guess what? That vet bill, that family crisis, that huge expense that we didn't plan for mm-hmm. always comes at a time that we weren't ready for. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is no good time to get hit with bad news. Somebody told me that a long time ago and it rattled me. Like there's no good way to deliver bad news and there's no good time for it. Mm-hmm. It's like, what? Um, <laughs> but can't I control everything yeah. else so that everything there else will be a better it? time? Right. Yeah. Or, can you do this on Tuesday? Cause that'll be, that's already like a crappy Tuesday, day. Yeah. I'm going to have everything pretty much under control by then. So <laughs> yeah. I just remember staring at them with my mouth open. Like, <laughs> what are you saying to me? Why would you tell me that? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. It hurt me to my core. So this is why those things like taking time for yourself, taking time for your body to recharge, mm-hmm. taking the time to relax, you're building up. I'll work with money. Money is easier. <laughs> if you build up your bank account, yes. when you get hit with that unexpected bill, mm-hmm. you're not thrilled about it, but you can pay it off. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. The same goes with our emotional health. If we build up that wealth, if we build up that, that um, savings account when life throws us a curveball, because mm-hmm. it will, not mm-hmm. if, but when, we don't feel as depleted by it. You know, We don't feel as devastated by this news. We're never going to get bad news and go, perfect. I was planning for this day. You know, mm-hmm. No, we're going to be devastated. We're going to have a hard time. Um, but it doesn't um, devastate us to a place where we can't react or respond or, or heal from that. We take a hit, not a complete disaster. Mm-hmm. So you put yourself in the best place possible to receive bad news. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. But if you're already set up in a bad place or you're already set up and you're, you're running thin, okay, bank account. Now let's pivot to gas and cars. So if you're already, the lights already come on and I go, Oh, I really need you to stop at the store for diapers. Mm -hmm. You're like, Jesus (laughs) Christ, you know, but if you've got a full tank or even a half tank, I won't even say full. We'll say if we've got a half tank, I can Mm -hmm. ask you to do those things. And you're going, right. It's kind of annoying, but okay. Right. Yes. It's not the end of the world. I won't have to make another stop on the way home for gas. Right. Yes. Like I always do. I run my, t- I know that people say there are two kinds of people in the world. One of them is that they fill up when they get to half a tank. And the other one is that they look at the little light and they look at the little lever and they say, I can get two more trips out of this. And I oh, yeah. am the second person every I am time. Too. Yeah. I am too. And I feel like everybody listening right now is also, um, we need to do better. We can at least get a quarter tank. Don't, at least when the light gets on, no, we're not going to let the light get on. <laughs> That's our new goal. <laughs> that is definitely ideal. I would imagine, um, certainly with mental health, and it's really ideal with car maintenance as well. <laughs> <laughs> we've given medical advice. We've given car advice. Oh my like, gosh, financial advice. it all today. Yeah. You are yeah, walking away with a wealth of information. You need to listen to this one twice and take notes. So. <laughs> You're welcome. So let's boil it all down to one essential idea that if coaches only walk away with one idea from this episode, as sometimes is often what happens, I know I listen to a podcast 
and it's like tons of good information and I leave and I'm like, I'm going to do that one thing they said because <laughs> that's what mm -hmm. I can hold in my brain. Um, what should it be? What should they walk away with? Take time to be still. Mm -hmm. And I say that because, you know, I, I love your logo being a bee, a bumblebee. And I <laughs> often refer to myself at work as a hyper bumblebee. Um, and it's hard for us because it's how we operate. We operate in this constant buzz. We come this, this constant need to be doing something or respond to something or fix something or solve something and just allowing ourselves some time to be still. And I'm not saying some, you know, three hours a day, five, 10 minutes a day mm -hmm. to just allow yourself to listen to your body, listen to those cues. If you gave yourself that little bit of time to notice what's going on physically and emotionally, our mental health would be in a much better place. And so I, I, I challenge, because if I challenge all of you, you'll do it. If I tell you you can't, then you will, right? Yeah, we're, that's what we like. We like to be challenged with unreasonable things, yes. I thought about this before I came on and I was like, I'm going to say that. Um, <laughs> if I challenge you all to do like a five-minute daily mm -hmm. meditation and just be still and, and listen to your body, listen to those those little aches and pains or, or anything else going on to just give time to heal them. Mm -hmm. Start there. Yeah. I love that. Um, I, I thought of the app that I was thinking of before, cause you said the word headspace and that's the name of the app. There you and go. So I think that's like the easiest way that for me to have done this whenever I, I don't do it every day. I have to be honest. <laughs> I do not do it every day, but when I do, I use the app and that has been helpful to me because it's really just this person talking in an English accent and who doesn't want to listen to that. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's, you know, he's just saying stuff about what your thoughts are doing and don't worry if they're getting mm -hmm. away from you and just notice them rolling by. And I'm like, okay, I can do all of this. So yeah. Lay in bed. I listen to my app. I calm down and, um, you know, I hopefully release some of that tension that I've been carrying around all, all day or all year. And then, um, then I go to sleep. And I feel so much better when I do that than uh, as compared to evenings when I don't do that. Yeah. So even just that few minutes, five minutes, I think would make a tremendous difference. Um, and wherever you choose to stick that, you know, it, whether it's first thing in the morning, because maybe you're gearing yourself up and you need to be in a good place to start your day. Um, could be part of a morning routine. Some people are really good with their, their routines. I'm terrible about morning routines. My morning yeah, routine. I tried. Yeah. I'm at night. I'm a good meditate at night kind of person. Mm -hmm. Morning, morning is like hectic. It and chaos. starts. The day yeah. starts and it's already started. <laughs> you're like, how did, okay, I guess I'm in my day now. You know? <laughs> no, I tried. I tried to be that person. I want to be so badly and I'm just not. Yeah. Well, maybe that's part of, um, you know, and uh, what is it? Unapologetic self-indulgence is knowing who you are and doing what is working for you instead of doing leaning into that. Yes. yes. Leaning into those strengths. Embrace it. <laughs> Yeah. And leaning away from the weaknesses. Let's just yeah. lean away from all this. And I was taught that they're not weaknesses. They're things that we don't enjoy. Well, I would agree with you there. There you go. Because there are lots of things that I don't enjoy. And, and they're typically things that you're not good at. Yes. Because who likes to struggle? I mean, nobody. Let's just be honest. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Yeah. So where can people go to learn more about this idea? Like where can they go online or is there any really great book or something like that that you would recommend? Yeah, I, 
my digital library is growing daily, but um, we have launched in response to COVID-19. I won't give you the whole elevator pitch, but it's a FEMA grant in response to COVID-19. It's a CCP crisis counseling response. Mm -hmm. um, it's issued in every all 50 states. It's the first time FEMA has ever issued any kind of uh, program like that altogether um, in all 50 states at the same time. It's typically in uh, response to a natural disaster, COVID-19 being a disaster. Mm -hmm. So we have created a website for that and it's ccprelaxation.org. And um, we've got just some really great resources on guided meditation, sleep meditation. We've got some dance videos if you need to get up and move. We are creating the um, space for children and adolescents to be able to have their own sort of page of resources for them. You know, if you're going to be on your phone, instead of scrolling through Instagram and Facebook, online coloring pages, which I used, you know, not that long. <laughs> um, and some other great sort of talking about those natural distractions, something that's going to be a little bit more purposeful than scrolling, mm -hmm. you know, Instagram, it's mm -hmm. just giving you a bunch of stuff. So I invite you all to check that out and use that as a, a starting point in your mental health and your daily meditations. I love that. That sounds like a great resource for, I mean, people as human beings and also um, people as teachers and coaches to use. With yes. Them. Please share, please use with your, your students, your schools, whatever you need. Share with me. And if you have any feedback on there, there's actually a place where you can leave some comments. If you need or want more material, let us know. And we're, we're editing it all the time. That's awesome. And I can put the, um, the link for that in the show notes as well. So that way people can click through um, straight from there. Oh, thanks. All right. Okay. Well, thank you so much um, for joining us today. I'm sure that people are going to walk away with some practical things that they can do and also maybe um, a little reflection on kind of thinking about where are we, you know, what am I doing? How do I feel? You know, that kind of thing. So it's important. No, thank you for having me. Be good to yourself. Be good to your mind. Thank you. That's very good advice. <laughs> All right, coaches, thanks for listening in. Next week, we are going to talk about four things that coaches need to make time for every week. Um, that's an episode where I will chat with myself about four things that are super important for you to squeeze into your schedule and to really block off time for. So definitely pop back in next week for that episode. And until then, happy coaching. Thank you for listening to Buzzing with Miss B, the coaching podcast. Want more coaching ideas? Check me out at buzzingwithmissb.com and on Instagram at buzzingwithmissb. If you love the show, share it with a coach who would love it too, or leave me a review on iTunes. It's free and it helps others find this show. Happy coaching. Happy coaching.